So if you are getting your brand in front of, of people who are fans or followers of other brands that are relatable to yours, maybe not a competitor, but relatable, um, you're going to widen your base and maybe people will start finding out about you who otherwise didn't know about you previously. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Local Business Hacks Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Nicolanti, on a mission to help you. This show is here to educate you, inspire you, and most importantly, motivate you to dominate your competition. Whether you're brand new and just opening your doors or looking to level up your existing business, you're in the right spot. Now, let's get this party started and talk some local business hacks. So, welcome back, uh, local business hack listeners. Uh, a common topic that we're going to talk about a lot is increasing revenue. Now, everyone always thinks that, that means getting new customers. Obviously, that's really important, but a big part of that is keeping your existing customers. We have an awesome interview lined up today. We're going to be talking to Aaron Eisberg from Acura, and we're going to talk about hacks which will help keep your customers coming back. That's what it's all about. So, Aaron, welcome to the, welcome to the podcast. I appreciate you being on hey. here. Thanks, Dave. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Awesome. So, you're with Acura. So, tell me a little bit about Acura. So Acura, what we do is uh, we're a heart rate projection company and uh, uh, heart rate wearables, software, um, and medical grade scales and all of that as well. So primarily what we do is we work with fitness companies, fitness gyms, um, and really focus on small group training. Um, and we provide the heart rate projection and the wearable technology that, that coordinates with that. So it helps kind of gamify the small group training experience. So if you're Familiar, if any of your listeners are familiar with like Orange Theory, um, you have heart rate and, uh, you know, you track that and you, you can, um, you know, kind of monitor your, your intensity and your effort. Uh, that's what we help do with our software and our wearables. That's awesome. So the wearables you're talking about going to be going to be a watch, I'm assuming. So yeah, there's there's watch devices, there's chest strap devices, um, you know, we have armband devices, and also too, you know, we uh, work with, uh, and, and actually more recently we start working with uh, Apple Watch as well um, okay. uh, to coordinate with that as well. So help you know people utilize the type of devices they would like to to use. Okay, and you can get some incredible information from the Apple Watches and from all from all those devices. That's awesome. What um you mentioned the, about the like the projection software. Mm-hmm. So is that like the, the big scoreboard which shows everyone's results? And so tell me a little bit about the type of impact that's keeping track, keeping score, sure. what that does for a business. Yeah, so you're exactly right. It is the, uh, the display that is showing on the TV. So as a, uh, you know, a group class is participating, the trainer is able to you know, visually see um, you know, the effort and the intensity that, that individual members are putting into a workout. And also what it does is it really helps the, the trainer better understand how, um, how accurately people are, are effectively working out, right? So everybody just tends to think they need to work out as hard as they possibly can all the time, right? Let, let me you know, work myself like crazy and sweat everything out and I'll be good. But really that's not, that's not completely 100% correct. You know, if you spend too much time with your heart rate really, really high, you can actually uh, cause injury, right? And uh, you'll be more prone to injury. So the whole idea is to have the trainer be able to visually see that, be able to tell people whether they need to, you know, maybe pick it up a little bit, pick it, you know, take it down a notch, um, and then help people really meet their 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 training goals. Um, and that's ultimately the 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 number one uh, part of that is to help people. You know, you're you're paying the club to and the trainer to to help you reach your goals. And that's what we try to help provide that technology to, to do that. That's incredible. That is so cool. And so 
you have the software that has a big board and ranks changes where people rank based off their heart rate or, or what zone they're in. And yep. yeah, exactly. Off. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. So it's uh, you know, there's leaderboards, there's challenges, you know, those, all those types of things that, that can happen and uh, you know, kind of gamify the, the experience a little bit as well. Gamifying the system. That's so important. Um, I know all about, it, you know, all about it, but tell, tell our audience, I mean, what, why is gamifying the system important and what does that do? What's it accomplish? Yeah. So really what it does is, I mean, just naturally as, as human beings, we're, we're competitive, right? Um, and, uh, you know, so what the kind of the gamification aspect of it, um, and just to kind of backtrack for a second, you know, with our system, what you do and how you gamify it is you earn points based on the amount of time that you spend in each one of the different heart rate zones. So as a club, you can dictate and decide which which zones are more important to you. And then you can reward more points for spending more time in those zones. So for example, you know, zone three and zone four typically are the fat burning zones. And in those zones, for the most part, most of the time people want to provide and give more points for that because they want people to spend more time there, right? Um, and you can also then, you know, de-emphasize other zones. So like zone five, maybe you only give one point. So the whole goal then is at the end of the day to, you know, kind of take what those point totals are, see where you're supposed to be, uh, you know, by the end of any given workout experience, and then you can turn that into a competition, right? So rather than burning calories or, or, or I guess, looking at calories from a challenge standpoint, because men and women burn calories differently, um, you know, men just tend to naturally burn more calories than women do. So if you're doing a competition or a challenge based on burning calories, it's, it's not really an apples to oranges or apples to apples. It's more apples to oranges, uh, you know, type of, of comparison. So having the point structure and gamifying in that way allows it to level the playing field amongst everybody and, uh, you know, create that competitive environment. That is great to hear. So we talked, we started this off saying, Hey, let's talk about customer retention, keep those customers <laughs> coming back. So I know yeah. we, we got off a little bit on the science side of everything, which is just incredible to hear about. But how does like gamifying keep people coming back? Sure. So one of the other main ideas behind uh, you know a solution in a situation like this is to not just gamify everything, but you know the the whole goal is for members to uh, you know visually see their you know how they're progressing in their fitness journey is how I like to describe it. And all the data that you get, I mean, most, most of your audience may know that if you're using an Apple Watch or a Fitbit or whatever you're using and let's say one day you go work out and you forget the device, you know, uh, you're in, in your mind, you're thinking that workout didn't, uh, didn't happen, right? It doesn't really count because I didn't have my device with me. Well, this is kind of the same idea. So, but putting it into the club situation where, you know, the clubs are able to not only gamify, but provide feedback and data to, to the members on how they're progressing over time. And with that, with that additional knowledge, we've seen, uh, you know, retention um, greatly enhanced for clubs because members are more engaged with the, with the club themselves. They become more engaged with the trainers. Um, and then they just happen to, you know, actually see the results because not just physically, but they see it with the data as well, right? So one of the big things that happens with clubs, you know, uh, an average club's re retention rate is probably, you know, anywhere between three and six months. And without, you know, this type of, without this type of uh, software or technology, but with this type of technology, we've seen that double, if not triple retention, because now, 
you know, those members don't want to lose that data. They and they can actually see a lot of a lot of members feel like, hey, I don't physically see any changes in, after three months, so they quit. Well, you know, the data shows you you're you're changing. The data shows you you're getting better and you're getting healthier, and they like to see that. So people tend to stick around quite a bit longer uh, having the data available to them. That's amazing. Who who out there listening wants to increase their average customer lifespan by? Or who wants to triple their life customer lifespan on average? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, from three months to yeah. nine months on average. That uh, truly is incredible. Just absolutely. By keeping, just by keeping that customer engaged and putting yeah, absolutely. And holding them accountable on a big scoreboard too. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And I mean, not everybody likes that, of course, sure. but you know, most people, most people do. Um, and, and you know, the system has a way to kind of hide your uh, identity as well. You know, you can have nicknames and all those types of things. Okay. So that way, if you don't want your name up there, it can be something different. Well, maybe only only the trainer knows who you are, right? So that's incredible. So what? Um. So Aaron, I'm pretty safe to guess, but I want to confirm. Like, what type of audiences you serve? And obviously, the small group classes. But who who are your customers? Yeah, we primarily work with um, fitness clubs and gyms. You know, we, we work with a lot of uh, large franchises that. Um, you know, are really all over the world global. Um, but we do work with smaller, um, you know, uh, not to say mom and pop gyms, but, you know, just a lack of a better term, uh, smaller clubs as well that, that maybe only have one location. Um, and with, yeah, exactly that main goal to uh, improve retention and increase revenue. We do work, uh, uh, we've kind of expanded some of our business into uh, you know, like the insurance side of, of, of healthcare as well where you know, we can help provide um, data uh, to insurance companies on, you know, help uh, really help with premium costs, right? So if we're able to help people uh, stay healthy and provide the data that shows that they are active and, and, and working towards being healthy, that can help with lower premium costs for insurance and things like that. So we've dabbled in that a little bit. That's not our main focus. Um, we primarily work with uh, fitness clubs, with small group training and, and things of that nature. So the insurance side would be like if somebody's wearing an iWatch or wearing your watch really all day long, just collecting that data all day long and seeing what their habits are, how many steps they're doing a day, what their heart rate gets up to. And yeah, and it's it's kind of providing that data not only to the insurance companies but to the corporate as well. So more like corporate wellness, um, okay. you know, and then they're able to provide better and more cost-effective premiums to you know their employees for for being active and being healthy. Okay. So for, for all these, these gyms, these, these studios, and some of the insurance side of things as well, and what's the biggest problem that Acuro solves, in your opinion? So I would say the biggest problem that we solve is helping clubs with, with retention and with additional revenue opportunities. Um, I mean, the whole idea of what we try to, to accomplish with that is, um, you know, I can give you an example is, um, you know, we had a club that, you know, was kind of on the fence on what they wanted to do with heart rate. If they, if they didn't, they weren't really sure if it was going to work for them or not. And they had two locations. So uh, with that being said, we, we added the heart rate system into one of their locations. And then their other location was basically on the other side of town audience and, and, and their, um, their membership base was very similar in both. So it was a, a good uh, apples to apples comparison of, of membership. And, we put the, uh, the system in one of their locations and tracked it over a six to 12 month period to kind of see uh, what it did for retention and if it increased revenue in other ways, meaning being able to sell wearables and things like that. 
So with that, after, uh, after about, you know, the, between the six and 12 months, we started really looking at the data and we could see that uh, looking at the six to 12 months prior uh, for both locations, the location, the location that had the technology implemented um, had about a 35% increase in, in revenue and retention year over year versus the other location that had only about a 7%. And now granted, you know, there could be other things contributing to that, but um, you know, we could physically see people who were participating uh, in, the, in, in the program uh, were sticking around longer. And then since they were buying heart rate monitors from the club, it improved and increased the revenue at that specific location as well. So, uh, you know, we've seen it work and that's not the only case. There's, there's you know, there, we've had um, hundreds if not thousands of cases very similar to that. Um, and that's why, you know, there's, there's a lot of clubs dedicated to even uh, just doing heart rate is like, for example, Orange Theory or a nine round, something like that. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Talk about a case study. So uh, how quickly was the, uh, the owner sprinting to you guys to sign up the second location after they found out the results of the yeah right away so as soon, <laughs> yeah as soon as as soon as the as soon as those numbers start coming in i mean these were numbers from you know from from them i mean it wasn't necessarily mm -hmm. that we were saying hey you know our system's increasing this it was real numbers from them they could see that hey yeah we're improving our revenue just because we're selling heart rate monitors over here or you know people are just sticking around longer um so yeah so it was pretty quick i mean uh <laughs> If, if not right away, within a couple of weeks of after everything and get it going. <laughs> that is great. So um, <laughs> you hit on something right there that could be very important for like our non-gyms, um, an additional, like an upsell, additional revenue mm -hmm. opportunity. So you, Acuro, you make it so that the, the uh, gyms can sell these watches or, the, or these wearables to their audience. And I believe is white label an option with you guys as well? Do I remember that correctly? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, it's an opportunity to, to sell them and then you can white label them with your brand and your logo and everything. Yep. So that's awesome. Increasing that brand awareness and getting it out there and selling them to create more revenue. So for you non-gyms who might not have the ability or, or the, the setup where you're going to be monitored or put, a, put up a scoreboard with heart rate monitors, stuff like that, something to consider is you can always find something to keep that customer engaged and and sell it <laughs> and additional revenue yeah. upgrades. I mean, it keeps that customer committed. I mean, if you've just spent X number of dollars on a new watch, you're going to darn sure make sure you're going to go out and get your use out of it or else your wife's yep. going to make sure that you go out and get the use of it <laughs> you spend the money on it, or your husband or whoever. So um, yep. it's, it's just another way for our small businesses to kind of sink their teeth into the, into the, into the consumer, get them to keep coming back. And retention is mm -hmm. what it's all about. So many ways to, increase the, the lifespan of that customer and that's so important because everyone it, it's so consistent and small businesses want to increase their revenue and their first reaction is i need more customers coming in and so when they do that yep. they're kind of forgetting about some of the other things and they could maximize their existing customer base with upsell opportunities do things to stretch the lifespan of every customer out so really great things there. i love the information um aaron let me ask this so like we just kind of mentioned I mean, a big part of our audience is going to be in the wellness world, but not everybody's yeah. a gym. So sure. do me a favor. Can you share a hack with, hack with all of our listeners that these small business owners could use to help increase their retention, even if they're not a gym and they, they can't use Acura or even if they could. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I think there's a couple of things that, that small businesses can do, um, especially, you know, kind of now with, you know, everything that's going on with the pandemic and, 
and all that, and, you know, budgets are being, um, you know, being cut and, and all that. And in my mind, I think it's, it's, it really comes down to education and using um, free platforms. So like, for example, if you're not currently using Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or anything like that, you know, take advantage of those. I know a lot of people think they may be a little bit of a, a waste of, of their valuable time per se, but they really can be extremely valuable, especially with, you know, the way things are just going right now. Um, and I mean, there's a reason why you see all these um, internet celebrities or YouTube celebrities, why people know them. I mean, just because they're on their social media, they, they say things that people are interested in. And if your audience is, uh, um, you know, if your audience is on Facebook or Instagram or any of those types of things, if you're there and you're answering their questions, you're, you're talking to them, you're inspiring them, um, you know, there's nothing, it doesn't cost you anything other than your time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, an, an, it's a way to just stay engaged um, right now if you don't have a budget to spend on, you know, advertising or, or whatever you traditionally do more, more of. Um, I would say social is a big, is a big hack. I mean, I, it, it's not a trade secret, right? No, I mean, everybody knows what social media is, but I think most people, the hack to it is, is, um, you know, just doing it. Um, you know, people just feel like it's, it's not as important as it really can be uh, to their business um, and being the face of your business. It's one of the things that kind of falls to the side. And it's like, it's when I have time, I'll do that. I'll do Facebook. And right. You mentioned the engagement on social media. I mean, that's huge. I mean, when you're looking at a gym or a yoga studio or a, or a spa or a retail center, even a restaurant, and people want engagement, they want to know what's going on. And that's how people do it is on Facebook nowadays or on mm-hmm. Instagram, on Twitter, wherever it is. There, I had a customer the other day ask me, well, what, what platform should I go on? There's no right answer for that. It's like, I'll, would you yeah. whatever you want to do and wherever your yep. audience is, whatever you're more comfortable doing. And just like you said, it's like getting out there and doing something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's, there's, not and there's a- so many more opportunities now. I mean, you know, there's all these different social media opportunities, but, you know, with all of them now, you can do, you know, live feeds or you can do mm-hmm. stories, right? And that's the type of thing that pops up at the top of everybody's feed. I mean, I work with a lot of fitness clubs where, you know, I'm not necessarily maybe following the club, but I'm following specific trainers because those trainers, are very into social and what they do is they they're posting live video of their workouts at that club right so it's helping with their brand awareness and all that Mm -hmm. but it's the trainer doing that and then they just go live on instagram or they post an instagram story and hey you know every time i open the app boom there they are they pop right up and then i'm able to see it and it's like hey you know they're pushing the brand um and it doesn't cost them anything i mean they're just they're doing what they do and it's it's right there right in my face and you know, I would be able as a, as a member, I would love to be able to see that or a customer of a specific, uh, either a club or a restaurant or whatever the business may be. Um, you know, and I'm definitely would love to see, you know, even just me personally, small business around my town where I'm at that I follow, you know, if I see they're active and doing things, they have specials, they have this going on, they have that going on, you know, I'm more likely to want to engage with them, um, you know, more now. And then maybe even more so after all this, you know, COVID stuff passes. Absolutely. So I would say it's a good, it's a good, a good thing to consider. No, that, that's a great point. And there's so much, so much that can be earned from there. It's, it's free advertising. I mean, sure there are ways to increase your ads, your ads and your increase your exposure and all that. But even without doing that, 
it's still free advertising to get that customer engaged, get them interested because someone who, when the, pardon me, when a customer's engaged, they feel like they're part of the family. Uh-huh. And like, if it's, if it's a gym they're working out at, you want to build that family environment and they want to see what's going on. They want to look and see what the trainer's doing. They want to see what everybody else is doing. And it's, it's a combination of that competitiveness, that family building, and all that means they're going to keep coming back. Uh-huh. And that's so important. No matter what type of business, you want to get that customer to be part of the family so they keep coming back in. Restaurant, you want to come back in for another meal or, or, or oh, yeah. pickup order. Gym, you want to get them to keep coming back in. Spa, same thing. Every business, they want, you want your repeat customers to keep coming back in. And that's what this is all about, building up that engagement, increasing the times that you can see your customers. Yep. So, and actually, I have uh, one other hack here for you that might be interesting for some of your members, uh, for some of your listeners, is, um, you know, as a small business, if you have a specific type of clientele you're going after, a hack that I would recommend on social media would be to find other businesses that are similar to yours in a, in a, in a geographically local place, right? So if I'm, for example, a fitness club and I'm looking for new members, um, you know, I may look uh, at local health food type places, right? Uh, maybe a Jamba Juice or something along those lines and see who's following them, right? And then start following those people. And then if those people follow you back, reach out to them and just say hi. You know, so if you are getting your brand in front of, of people who are fans or followers of other brands that are relatable to yours, maybe not a competitor, but relatable, um, you're going to widen your base and maybe people will start finding out about you who otherwise didn't know about you previously. So that's just, you know, I know social media is not really a hack, but I think that's kind of a hack within the hack, right? You know, kind of yep. go, kind of go in and, 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 and do a little digging, do some homework, follow people who follow businesses that are similar and relatable to yours. So that's a great tip. I mean, there's one thing to partner up with other, other neighboring businesses that might share a customer. Like you said, a gym and a and a, a juice store, but that's kind of next level. What you're saying there is like you're kind of talking about hijacking some of their followers and yeah. hijacking, just following them in addition to bring them over your way. And yep. what if, that's an awesome idea. And how much does that cost? It's free. Yeah, yep. <laughs> it's, it's just your time, right? I mean, it's just time. your time. Yeah. And so that's yep. such a great hack and a great way to take advantage of that to bring those people in to increase your overall awareness online. Your overall awareness. Mm-hmm media wherever it is that's a great tip aaron i love that one um let me ask you this any questions that i missed anything i should have asked you or any any other tips that you want to share with share with our audience the only other tip i'll have is you know and it's a little bit more related to uh, the fitness side but it can kind of go across the board for everybody right now especially restaurants and all that dealing with closures and limitations and all that is I went back to it a little bit ago, but you know, one of the big things I think right now that is important that is again, really kind of free for you to do is educating education, right? Educating your potential customer on um, how, not necessarily just how you're different as a business, but how are you thriving and how are you, uh, what are you doing during, you know, this pandemic? So a lot of times, like in the gyms, for example, people are nervous right now to go to a gym or go to a restaurant because uh, they're afraid things are not clean. I think the, the whole part of what you need to do is educate your members on how you actually are clean, right? Here's the things we're doing. We're actually probably cleaner now than we've ever been before, right? Here's all the things, uh, you know, there's studies out there showing that 
you know, gyms aren't spreading the virus. Um, restaurants aren't spreading the virus and as way other, you know, as much as other ways are. So if you're out there being able to, to talk about that, uh, show what you're doing from a safety standpoint, a, a cleanliness standpoint, um, and really help your members better understand that. I think you can prevent them from, you know, like in a gym's perspective, you know, canceling on you, you know, you don't want your members to cancel mm -hmm. on you because they, they're afraid to go into the club. I think if you really make it known, these are the things we're doing, we're being safe, we're doing all the, we're following rules, we're, we're cleaning here, we're doing this, we're doing that. Oh, and hey, by the way, here's a study that shows gyms aren't spreading the virus. And here's why, here's what the study pertains to. So um, you know, that would probably be the only other thing. And again, that's, that's free and just takes your time to explain that, get on social media, show it, um, you know, and really make it known that you're, you're making an effort to, um, you know, appease and, and, and um, accommodate the, the, the customer um, during, you know, everything that's going on right on and on in the uncertainty right now. That's awesome. Yeah. These small business owners, you got to realize that you have a moral obligation to communicate with your fans with your audience, with your members, letting them know what you're doing, where you're at. And it doesn't matter how you're doing it. Social media is one option, email, texting, word of mouth, yep. any and everything. <laughs> you need to make mm -hmm. sure you're doing that because your members need to know. And your members need to know that you didn't just abandon them because they came to you exactly. for a reason. And you obviously want to keep them coming back. So communication is so super important. Now, uh, Aaron, you mentioned we talked quite a bit about social media these last couple of minutes. Uh, tell me a little, little bit about where we can find Acuro and what social media platforms are you guys on? Sure. Yeah. Um, you can always find us on our website. It's uh, just AcuroFit.com. So A-C-C-U-R-O-F-I-T.com. We'll, we'll provide a link to that in the podcast. Oh, okay. The, uh, yep. And everything. Okay, right, perfect. Yeah. And then we're on, we're on Facebook as well. We're on Twitter. Um, and then very heavy, we, we blog very heavily as well. So, I mean, we, we try to push out a lot of information, a lot of uh, education on the blog. And it's not just uh, heart rate related. Um, it, and it's not always just fitness related as well. Sometimes there are some other small business type uh, uh, things we put up there as well, but heavily fitness related, but not just heart rate. So um, that's where we spend a lot of our time right now um, on the, from a social media standpoint. That is great. So Aaron, I totally appreciate taking the time to hop on here and, and talk with me and talk about <laughs> everything that you do, everything that, I mean, it's all about keeping those customers coming back. And it's kind of the, uh, it's a sneaky way to increase revenue. I mean, especially if you're in an industry where you lose your customers on average every six months, you have uh -huh. to recycle them. What's it look like for you if you're able to keep those customers for nine months or a year? Yep. And just huge, huge things for your revenue. So it's kind of like a sneaky revenue builder. And so I appreciate all the hacks, Absolutely. appreciate the time. I hope you and Acura, I wish you guys the best of success. And I look forward to talking to you sometime here in the near future. Awesome. Yeah, thanks, Dave. I appreciate your time as well. Thanks for having me. Um, you know, we really appreciate being able to talk with you and talk to your audience. So uh, yeah, thanks, thanks again. And uh, look forward to talking to you again soon. Awesome. Thanks, Aaron. Thanks. Wow. So that was just some incredible stuff. So many tips, tricks, and things to implement. Remember, that was a lot of advice that was just shared right there. Advice that every type of business can use. So remember, find those couple of things that are fit for you. Figure out a plan, how to implement them, what to do. Don't try and do everything all at once right away. Remember that old saying, that old question, how do you eat an elephant? Well, if you know the phrase, you probably know where I'm going with this. But you can't do everything at, a, at one time. Remember, you eat that elephant simply one bite at a time. Set your plan, stick to it. So I want to give thanks to our awesome guest. 
If you want to find out more about today's topic, then guess make sure to check out our show notes. Uh, all the guest information is there on our website, and that website is localbusinesshacks.com. Now, there's a dash between each word, so it's www.local-business-hacks.com. Check that out. And, of course, I want to give a big thanks to you for listening. So if you enjoyed this episode, please let us know. Leave a review on whatever service you're listening to this on. And if you have any questions or just want to keep the party going, please join our Facebook group at Local Business Hacks. Till next time, cheers.